I think we're uh, still getting used to this and how we do it. So um, I want to give you the freedom. I'm not going to talk for long. These guys are going to keep uh, playing as I speak. So feel free that you don't, like in the same way when worship's going on, you don't feel you have to sit and all do the same thing. It's the same. I'm offering up some thoughts. I'm offering up some worship. And I'm thinking into what holiness is and how we live a life of holiness and what that means and what that does. So a fortnight ago, we looked at Revelation uh, 4 and 5. We looked at the idea of, of what holiness is, of these strange heavenly pictures of people shouting holy, holy, holy and what they're doing and what it means and what that might say to us. And I spoke about having a vision of holiness that inspires into all that we do. A vision of holiness. That holiness is who God is. It's a description of of who he is. And we also thought about the fact that uh, it's not just about, thank you, it's not just about thinking to change, but actually I think therefore I am isn't a truth, it's an idea, and that actually we're more moulded by our loves and our passions than we are by our thoughts. We don't change just by thinking differently. We have to enact it in our loves, in our hearts. So I want to move uh, to 1 Peter. I'm going to start in 1 Peter 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith which is of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Be holy as I 
am holy. Because I am holy. Peter's quoting God in the Old Testament. I talked last time about having a vision of God that leads us into more of God, into holiness, into all that he's called us. And sometimes when you preach and you say a thing like that, it has this effect of saying, oh, well, I can't do this thing until I've had that. And that's not what I was trying to say. And and I found in these verses in Peter, Peter's talking to these people who haven't seen Jesus face to face, but they've met people who've seen Jesus face to face. And he says, he says to them, though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So they haven't seen, but they still have a vision of the glory and wonder and holiness of God. They've had a vision, they've made a choice, and they're becoming via their actions. And he encourages them because they've been through trials, they've been through difficulty, and they've stayed with it. And so he's saying to them, you've done this, you are, you are coming through, you're working out your salvation. You've got the stuff that all the people in the Old Testament were longing for, the angels were looking into, the prophets were asking about. You have all this. Therefore, having had this vision, knowing all this stuff, having lived through all the difficulty, what's next? What's next is be holy as I am holy. Becoming via action a people of happy holiness. When you say holiness to people, they kind of see Puritan, boring, unhappy people. The holiest people are the happiest people because they are most like God and are full of his joy. We don't conform to the evil desires that we used to have when we were in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, be holy in all you do. And we do that in community. We put our holiness on display by how we live together and draw one another into holy habits. We sang that God is never lacking. That we are never lacking in him. And I I sing that and I believe it and yet sometimes I feel a bit like I'm lacking. I'm not full of power and full of joy and full of holiness all the time. And by changing my mind, I can work towards changing my actions. And it's my action changes that are going to change me. This, this year and last year, I've been working on some micro habits about my personal fitness. We had a sabbatical a couple of years ago, and that was great. We had three months, there was no work. So I spent ages every day getting fit and healthy. And it was brilliant. I got fit and healthy you know, in, in faith with God, and I got fit, fit and healthy in body. And then we came back to work, and both of them were really hard to keep going, because now we had work to do and a life to live, and we weren't in the magical land of, of sabbatical. And now the journey is, what do habits look like in life? What do habits look like to live this holy life? And in the physical, it's been about micro-habits. It's been about roll out of bed and do a minute and a half of workout. It's been 
before you shower, another minute. And the last thing at night, another minute and a half. It adds up to five minutes and makes a huge difference to my day and my life. Focus on three different areas of my body. Now, spiritually, far more importantly, what does it look like to invite God into holy habits? God's inviting me into some specific things through the day. Caroline and I, and how do we pray together? How do we actually work that out? How do we create a habit, not just go, oh, I'll pray at some point? What does it look like to get up in the morning and, and I'm copying out the Bible longhand with an actual pen and finding things I never saw? I'm supposed to, I'm trying to make myself sit for half an hour at the end of my working day and just rest in God's presence and I am struggling with that habit because it's far too passive but I am going to persevere with it. And Caroline and I are picking this morning and evening, we've got a new habit of how we pray with the kids that's a rhythm and something that we can work with. Now it's a lot to take on and we've set ourselves a high bar because hey, that's how we like it. But actually, you might be happier with some micro habits, some tiny changes, but we're changed by changing what we do what we love and how we act. We become holy in community, working together with those around us and challenge each other in accountability to say, what does it look like to chase after God together? And that will teach, take us into holiness and happiness, life in all its fullness. We see a vision of who God is and that love drives us to habits, holy habits of doing his things, living his way, never running dry because we are always with him, plugged into him, under him, around him, with him in all that we do. Lord, would you make us, by our habits, by our hearts, holy because you are holy.